Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The surprise man in your life who maybe is the start of a coming-of-age journey? <laughs> no, that wasn't good. That wasn't a good intro at all. I love that. Was, that was a reach. That was great. That was a real you just, stretch. You just, you really went for it. I, I think you started and you didn't know where you were going to finish. No, and I appreciate clearly. that. I love that for us. <laughs> to be fair, while you were doing that 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 uh, intro, I was trying to think of what movie you're doing today. Because like I remember my <laughs> movie, obviously, because I'm doing my movie, and yeah. I was like listening to what you were saying, and I was trying to relate it to your mm. to your movie, and then I just can't remember what movie you're doing. I know I, I mean, watched. I it. also was listening to what I was saying and trying to relate <laughs> it to the movie in real time. So um, anyway, that's Chad Echowitz, the most <laughs> patient podcast host in the world. <laughs> And that's Simone LaRue, who just keeps pulling it out of the bag week after a week, like a beautiful white rabbit, just ta-da, Or sometimes maybe a more bedraggled rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so, in all seriousness, what movie are you doing? Because I've completely forgotten. I'm doing The First Daughter. Oh, of course you are. Yes, yes. Katie Holmes' rise to, to mm-hmm. meteoric power. Um, and yeah. then, just in case you, you weren't aware, I'm doing uh, My Boss's Daughter. So, this is mm-hmm. uh, r- rom-com subcategory daughter week yeah which is interesting it's interesting also because one of these movies is definitely not a com and the other one doesn't feel like much of a rom Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i think neither of these movies were actually what i expected i think very much like the power rangers when they join together they become a rom-com in that respect rather than just in their own individual but to be Mm. fair for both they do have daughters in them so yeah and the that was our goal. There. So yeah, exactly, exactly. On the weirdest, I would have to say this is probably the weirdest theme that we've that we've pulled out the out the out the bag. What do you think? Yeah, I would say the only other one that was a stretch was when we did the birthday week and we tried to find mm-hmm. movies involving birthdays, and that was hard. That was very difficult, but we we did it. There was sort of we mentions of birthdays in both of these. Yeah. Oh, or that time we tried to do cheerleading movies, and the one was "But I'm a Cheerleader," which had very little to do with yeah. actual cheerleading. Yeah, that was that's that's just us not vetting things properly. Yeah, that's that's yeah. more on us than than the movies. We, we're not like that now, though. We're very professional. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why oh we're. Oh god. Oh god. Everyone <laughs> talks about how professional we are. That's our number one comment uh, on iTunes. Just look at these consummate professionals. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think we are as professional as these movies are good which I guess is the whole point of the podcast. So I'm not upset about yeah. it. We do our yeah. job, they do their job, yeah. and everyone is living harmoniously. I I have very polite friends who ask, you know, what movies are you doing this mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell them, and they'll be like, are they good? And I'm like, no, that's the <laughs> that's point. The point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the central premise of the podcast. So no, unfortunately, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. And to be honest with you, I think... The real unsung heroes of this podcast are our partners 
who have had to sort of bear with us. And I mean, I know Rudy is pretty good and like he has set up a boundary where yeah. he is he is just, you know, not going to watch He's every single interested. movie that you do, hmm. which I think is good. But the movies that he does watch with you, I mean, good on him. I mean, I think from my point of view, I have a new girlfriend so often that they're still in that stage where they don't want to like seem uncool and they want to be up for everything. Yeah. So they've had to they've had to just grin and bear it. And uh, yeah, I feel for them. I really do. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, she'll, she'll get over it. Eventually, at some point, she'll hit, you'll watch a movie, and she'll hit mm-hmm. her breaking point, and just be like, Chad, <laughs> like, you're on your own for this journey. Like, I can't, I can't be this person for you. And that's fair enough. That is absolutely fine. I would never expect it. I think that's the, the, the joy and the benefit that Georgia is feeling now is being, like, long distance, is she doesn't have mm-hmm. to deal with this for some weeks, which is grand. Like, she Ugh, saves herself that pain. Her. Yeah. Good yeah. for her. <laughs> smart woman, smart woman. <laughs> um, so, as we said, we are doing uh, My Boss's Daughter and The First Daughter, which are both movies that happened. So, let's decide who gets to go first. What are you drinking today? I'm having a white blend. It's really nice. Mmm, okay, that's lovely. Do mm. you know what blend did it say? Do you remember? I don't remember what, like, the percentages of it all are or anything, but... I bought this at a tasting that I went to at a wine bar, um, and I liked it. So it's got, like, lovely vanilla-y notes to it. It's Mm -hmm. nice. It's called the Epic White. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, really tough name, especially from South Africa. Really undigestible name. It really can only work (laughs) on a wine bottle, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. I think there is nothing more baller than going to a wine tasting or any tasting uh, alcohol-wise and then buying the bottle that you really enjoyed. I think that's... mm. It's a powerful feeling. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Just like the moment where you're like, you know what? I will buy a bottle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the best. And I think it's the closest (laughs) that our sort of economic class are ever going to get to like going to an art gallery and being like, my God, that painting is so fine. I must obtain it. I must have it it in my home. Yeah. This is the closest we're going to get. And then we drink it away. And it's delicious. Also, in, like, an ideal world, I'd buy Mm -hmm. bottles when I go to these tastings and then not touch them for, like, a Mm -hmm. year or two, as opposed to just sort of drinking them the following weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a special occasion bottle. I get that. Yeah. 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 Um, But, you know, I'll get there. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm, I didn't have time to go to the shops uh, today or this oh. week. I was busy playing PlayStation, so it just didn't happen. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> I don't feel that bad for you. No, no. Uh, so so I've, uh, I've defaulted back to the Honey Jack, which is always so tasty. A classic. A killer. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I but get to go first. That means you get to go, yeah. Yeah, which I'm not upset Look about. Look at you. Yeah. No, let's get this movie out of the way. Exactly, exactly. I mean, this, this synopsis is going to be short, because I'm not going to go Yeah, through. both of these movies. Yeah, outrageous. Okay, so... My boss's daughter. So you have, what's his name? Tom Stansfield, who is played by Ashton Kutcher, who works for a incredibly high-powered and lucrative publishing agency. He is involved in the media department, something that he's not really interested in, and he's just dying to get into the creative space and uh, get a more creative job within the uh, publishing uh, house. And he wants to go and talk to the boss, who is Jack Taylor, played by Terrence Stamp. But, you know, Tom is quite a nervous guy. He doesn't really like to speak up. He's he's very sort of timid and doesn't want to, like, take any risks. His best friend, uh, Paul, played by jo- John Abrams, sort of pushes him into talking about, uh, to, to going forward for his, uh, for, and doing the things that he wants to do and really pushing uh, the boat out to get what he wants. Uh, this is also 
applicable to his personal life because he is in love with Jack Taylor's daughter, Lisa Taylor, played by Tara Reid. Uh, he sees her every day at work and is completely in love with her because she's super stunning and he wants to ask her out, but he's too much of a chicken. So he arrives at work one day and uh, the big boss, Jack Taylor, wants to actually have a word with him. So he's a bit nervous, but like he thinks this is a shot. He's really keen. So he goes to it and finds out that his best friend has kind of betrayed him. Um, not uh, not uh, Paul, but his other best friend, who is not on the cast list, which is weird. Hmm. Uh, his other best friend. Fuck it. Um, That's fine. So uh, he's, ca- but but when the other best friend sort of betrayed him, it worked out for 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 Tom because his ideas were actually shit, and Jack didn't like his ideas. So his best friend got fired, and you know Tom's safe. So Tom goes in to the office, talks to uh, the uh, to Jack, and things don't go well. Later that day, he's talking to Lisa, and Lisa's basically wanting to go to a party that night, uh, but she is being told by Jack that she has to look after his house. Uh, somehow, in sort of like a weird miscommunication, Tom agrees to look after the house, and Lisa thinks that he has agreed to this, even though he thinks that he's going to the party with her. He arrives that night at Jack's house, Jack is there, and sort of things get cleared up that he's actually looking after the house. There is an owl there that is belongs to Jack, he's a depressed owl, he doesn't fly, Jack ha- uh, Tom has to feed him, this kind of stuff happens. Um, throughout the movie, different shenanigans ensue. For example, Audrey Burnett, played by Molly Shannon, rocks up at the house. Earlier that day, she was fired by Jack because of something that Tom said. Uh, Red Taylor shows up, who is Jack's son, uh, who is played by Andy Richter. He's a bit of a skeezy drug dealer. He has organized a drug pickup to come to the house, uh, but he has sort of actually fucked it up because essentially, um, he has, uh, switched out the bag of cocaine for a bag of flour, so the drug dealer who is TJ, played by Michael Madsen, comes around the house and threatens Tom's life. It's all going crazy, like the house is a mess, you know, it's it's absolutely mental, and all sorts of shenanigans ensue. Eventually, though, however, uh, Tom and Lisa have, like, a really nice moment together. They realize that they actually have feelings for each other and sort of hook up. Uh, that's when things continue to go badly, the house looks like it's going to be a wreck, and actually TJ sort of dies at one point, but and then comes back to life. Yeah. It turns out Jack is going to come home early, so Tom has to go and fetch him from the, uh, fucking, um, train station. He picks him up, and it all turns out actually pretty fine, uh, until they get home, uh, everything's still gone to shit, and so Jack kind of stands up and is like, oh, no, you're all full of shit, and kind of embarrasses himself. He gets thrown in jail for, you know, attempted murder, and, um, then Red bails him out, he goes and makes a passionate plea to Lisa, they fall in love, and everything ends up perfectly for Tom, he wor- he works in, in the creative market, in the publishing house, and everything is hunky-dory. The end. The end. What is your clip hanger? It is the office scene between Jack and Tom, where he fires, um, wh- yeah. what's her face? Because Maybe we just do a nice big trigger warning. Yes. Um, because, uh, yeah, there's a heavy use of the R word. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, guys. Um, give it a skip. It's probably about a minute, minute and a half long if you want to skip mm. that bit. Jesus. Audrey, get in here. Sir, really, it's, it's well, I've burped up stuff better than this. Sir, it's Is fine. something wrong? Taste Tom's coffee. No, really, it's okay. How would you rate that? Oh, it's not that great. Not that great. I guess so. 
Tom thinks it's shit. Audrey, are you retarded? It's not a rhetorical question. Are you retarded? No, I'm not retarded. Because a retarded person can make a cup of coffee. Am I right, Tom? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't really know much about the limitations of the handicap. I know an employment agency that hires out retarded people for $4 an hour. So, if making a cup of coffee is too difficult a task for you, Miss Bennett, perhaps you'd be good enough to let me know, and I'll contact this agency and give a retarded person a job. That really encapsulates the essence of this movie, really. Um, because, as we have said multiple times in this podcast, comedy does not age well. And this is the perfect example Bad of comedy that. does not age yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. When you're making fun of minorities, it's never going to end up well for you. It just... Yeah, look, mm, I, I watch stuff like this, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, this is just very much not the kind of humor that I find funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, you know, I always try to approach it like, you know, just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. But this was pretty painful. Um, yeah. I don't love the super slapstick physical comedy. Like, a movie that is nonstop misunderstandings and comedies of errors and misfortunes. <sighs> it's not pleasant to watch. It's just incredibly no. frustrating. It's so annoying. And you just want to, like, reach out through the screen and grab yeah. these people and just shake them because yeah. it's, it's just It's not disgusting. fun. <laughs> no. No, it's awful. Um, and, and, yeah, it's, like, I, I really tried with this because I kind of remember watching this when I was a, a youngster and being like, yeah. oh, it's pretty funny. But, honestly, like, there's just nothing engaging here. Like, it's all slapstick. All these people are awful. Like, not one of them is a good person. I don't like any of them. No. I, I laughed at one single joke, uh-huh. um, which is, so the owl's name is OJ. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I know which one you're talking <laughs> and, about. Yeah. And then, you know, the owl flies off and he's standing in the street. He's like, no, OJ got out. And you just see a group of blonde girls scatter <laughs> yeah. and scream. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid. That was a I great was like, joke. That- that, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Someone they, funny was in that writer's room. Yeah, that guy, that guy popped up for one joke, and then he was like, I'm done, I've done my bit, I can put my name on this, and I can walk away happy, because the rest oh, of this good. is just terrible. Um, not, not a fun time. No, no. Look, like, as I've gotten older, I've realized that when, um, what's his name, is in a movie, oh, it's uh, the, the guy, the one friend of... Um, of of Audrey when he comes around, uh, David Kush, uh, Kushner. When yeah. when David Kushner's in a movie, I just know I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's fair. I, it's just I, his mm. yeah his vulgar brand of comedy is just not for me. This was just a very specific point in time, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that we as like a society have moved past it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're so so right, and yeah, I mean, like I can understand why potentially misunderstanding comedies are funny because it's like, oh, what a bunch of dopes. They don't get it. But it's like, no, guys, we're trying to, we're trying to teach good communication here. And and this is easily avoidable. Like you, you could understand if it was like a lot more complicated and, and yeah, but, but this was just really easy. And it was, and you're like supposed to root for this guy who just can't speak up for himself and is just, like, such a, like, a little wimp windbag. Yeah, and, and, he has very uh, few, if any, redeeming qualities. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, he gets himself into these situations and you're just like, I don't care for you. You are the worst of humanity. And it's all like those old school tropes, too, Mm -hmm. of like... Oh, she thinks he's gay, so she mm-hmm. strips in front of him. A totally normal thing to do in front of oh, your yeah. gay friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's, I don't know. Like like I said, mm-hmm. like it's one thing to have like, oh, it's a comedy of errors. And oh, mm-hmm. what silly misunderstandings. But to have that be like the entire movie and scene after scene after mm-hmm. scene with no relief is just exhausting. Like, this is a very Mm -hmm. exhausting movie to watch. (laughs) You know what I thought was really strange, and I'm a bit perplexed by it. So you've got um, Terrence Stamp, who plays Jack Taylor the Boss, right? Uh Now, he's been in quite a few of these silly movies. So he was in Uh Get Smart, and, you know, a a, a bunch of... I'm I'm sure, I'm like 80% sure he was He's been on this podcast before, for sure. Yeah. And, And so, like, I look at him, and I think... Does he have a very weird sense of humor that we're not just understanding? Because he's got such a stoic face, and yeah. you think that he would be this, like, very bright, very sort of, you know, um, articulate man who does Shakespeare mm-hmm. on the weekends and these kind of things. Yeah. And then he's always in these movies. And I'm just wondering if his face doesn't match his Adam Sandler-esque personality. I I have a feeling it's maybe a bit of both. Like, he's maybe uh-huh. not as classy as his facial features <laughs> imply. But also, I I, I mean, because he's not a bad actor. Mm. I think he just has fun with it. He's like, okay, so I can either get paid to do this grueling role that will take everything <laughs> out of me, or I can get paid to do this absolutely ridiculous garbage in half the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's playing, he's playing the short game rather yeah. than, yeah. I, not, I can understand Not everybody that. aspires to Academy Awards and shit. Sometimes you're like, just, like, pay me so I can carry on with my yacht addiction. Like, I don't... <laughs> oh, what a good addiction to have. I mean, tell that to a yacht addict. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I also had it in my mind that Ashton Kutcher was a better actor than this. I don't know to be why. Fair, this is a young Ashton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, He's I even... I, f- I feel like even if I went and watched something, you know, a little later, something maybe like um, Look Who's Come for Dinner or whatever it's called, um, the one where he bl- dates an African-American woman and goes over to her house oh, and no. he's the, the white guy, I just feel like I'm not going to be that impressed. And and it just makes mm. me think that we all remember him being a much better actor than he is. He was very good in that 70s show. I just wonder mm-hmm. if he just doesn't struggle with a bad script. That could be interesting. That could, maybe he is actually more serious than the other guy. Maybe maybe he's looking for the roles on the weekends to do Shakespeare. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mm. mean, we know he can act. He was in Butterfly Effect. I think he was a good actor in that. We will have to revisit it and uh, oh, see. Oh, will we? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Butterfly Effect is uh, too 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 it. high. Or... I know people are like, "Oh my god, it's brilliant," but like. Uh... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch lot. it. I haven't watched it yet, so I think there's I, also I, need to I get think an animal cruelty scene in there, which is why I'm like oh. especially traumatized. I just, I, I, yeah. I any time an animal's being hurt, I'm out. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. So, how did you feel about these owl scenes? These ridiculous, I mean, it ridiculous. It was clearly owl not a real owl. Fucking so brilliant. I, I felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just the way he was holding it, like a, like a, like yeah. a fucking baguette. It was exactly. so weird. And any, also any responsible like 
exotic pet owner would never let some random stranger care for their animal that needed to be medicated and stuff without like at least doing like a thorough demonstration mm-hmm. of like here's how you feed him here's mm-hmm. like exactly how to administer his medication like there's no way a responsible um exotic pet owner would do that so i mean mm-hmm. look i had zero immersion into this movie because mm-hmm. everything i was like this is ridiculous like i don't even understand i don't think they understand how publishing houses work no, no, clearly we don't. If you're in the creative department of a publishing house, that doesn't mean you're the one writing the books. It means maybe you can come up with concepts, but mainly you're like doing marketing, right? Like you're helping yeah. market the books, you're creating marketing campaigns, you're maybe helping with like cover design and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, you're not, you're not like... You don't get to, like, move to the creative department of your job no, and, then, and suddenly, like, be a novelist. How great would that be if, if publishing houses actually had, like, in-house writers? Like, that's it? <laughs> like, you, you do, like, a really good book. Like, like J.K. Rowling, you know, for, you know, you know when she did Harry Potter, they were, like, Penguin was just like, do you want to be an in-house writer and just, like, <laughs> come into work every day? You know. Yeah, just write shit. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's just like, like okay, if you want to be a novelist and you work at a publishing house, maybe have a manuscript ready to go. Maybe... Yeah, it's, just, it's the fact that it's just ideas. Like, there's no, yeah. like, actual written word. There's nowhere uh-huh. in the script that, like, it, like, in this whole movie, we don't know whether Tom is a good writer or not. It's just, like, he has some ideas for some books, and, like, that's enough. And as any writer knows, the ideas are the easiest part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without a question. (laughs) I can tell you five ideas for a story right now, and I guarantee you four of them will be garbage if I write them. To be fair, Simone, I don't think think the the idea is the easiest bit. I think the self-loathing is the easiest bit. That bit, that shit comes so naturally. Mm, It's just inherent. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I just wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, there it is. There he, there it is. And then you read a sentence that you've written and you're just like, oh yeah, I do suck. So Why did I think... fucking dumb. Why did I think this was a good idea? Why did I think I could pursue this? I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, can I tell you, so I'm also, you know, as you know, a copywriter for my day mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're running a competition where people can win t-shirts for taking a survey uh-huh. so the line of copy i wrote brilliant i get paid to do this shit uh-huh. um this line did get vetoed because it was really bad <laughs> spill the tea to get a tea oh simone and i genuinely... you are a published writer you know that right <laughs> like you have books that are published <laughs> is that your that's your that's your maximum overdrive that's what that is. Girl, I, I've written <laughs> some really bad stuff. I, like, keep a little graveyard of all my ideas <laughs> where I'm just like, what was I on? I also, I think it was, like, winter is coming. Yes. Find a job that doesn't treat you like a sweet summer child. <laughs> oh, yes, Simone. That's fucking <laughs> and gorgeous. I walked away from my laptop. <laughs> My day. Anyway, is guys, done. for your copywriting needs, I freelance. So, oh, um. that's so wonderful, Simone. Oh my god, that is so beautiful. That is so so fucking beautiful. Oh goodness me. Yeah. To be fair, like, look, not everything everyone writes is is, is gold. Clearly, from this movie, you can Sometimes tell that. You have to let the dirty water run mm-hmm. out of the faucet before the clean water starts flowing. So exactly. Exactly. That's they can't all be doozies. They can't all be doozies. As I write a shitty first draft. <laughs> um, so, I mean, 
what did you like about this one? You know, I was I I I I walked into this movie expecting a very different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially, and I think I'm guilty because I saw Tara Reid was in it and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, so we know what Tara Reid's going to do. <laughs> and I thought what it was going to be is like a guy goes like on a work trip with his okay. boss or whatever. And the boss's daughter just spends the whole time like trying to seduce him. Right. And he okay. like wants that promotion or whatever. So he's like, no. And it's like, you know, a little rapey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then eventually like, you know, he ends up with the boss's daughter and the boss somehow condones it or some shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought the movie was going to be. Okay. So I was honestly much happier with this format. Like right. just one night, he's house- very straightforward as a concept. Mm-hmm. He's house sitting for his boss to impress the boss's daughter. Things go awry. As a concept, brilliant. Great. The execution, who yeah, rough. not great. No, I completely like that's it. That you make a good point. You make a very good point. And to be fair, I really love that scene at the end where sort of everyone is helping each other out. Like you yeah. know, they're actually like some of them are actually pretty decent people, and they just want to help this poor, useless, flaccid fish of a man. You know, because oh, he just God, can't help he's himself. So he's so dumb. He's so, so dumb. And and that's nice. When everyone comes together like that, that's lovely. Plus, I mean, a soundtrack that is almost exclusively bare naked ladies. Can't go wrong. <laughs> I barely even registered the soundtrack. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> how could you? How could you not? It's the BML. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So would you say that was your... your... Yeah, what was yeah. yours? Uh, yeah, I would also say my, my golden nugget was have everyone helping him out. You know, it's the fact that like, you know, Audrey has like kind of come to the point, like come to the realization that it's not his fault. The boss is an asshole. Like everyone sort of like tries to help him and like get everything better. And it's all nice and everything. Yeah. I mean, they, it doesn't succeed. It doesn't work. But in the end, like everyone tries to help him, which I think yeah. is really nice. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Would you recommend it at all? No. Why? No. No, no guys, don't don't do this. No, I think I would only recommend it if I wanted someone to think less of me. So like if someone really idolizes me and they're just like, oh, Chad is the greatest human being on the planet. Absolutely amazing. Nothing he can do wrong. I'd be like, right, what you should go do, watch my boss's daughter. And then they'll just be like, oh, right. He has flaws. (laughs) You know what? We all need a movie like that in our back pocket. And now we have it and and we can just pull it out when we need to. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhalt, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. All right, so take me through a journey of a young lady as she grows up in the limelight. Boy, oh boy. This must have really sort of, like, spoken to you, because this is what you had to deal with, you know? I mean, my dad wasn't the president, so it's a little, you know, (laughs) it's a a touch different, I would say. 
I, I don't think so. I think this this is how I picture your life being, like w- when you went to UCT. This is you knew we didn't, me at UCT only in second year. I didn't know you in your first year, so this is oh, this is how okay. I imagine. So you this think is, this is what happened to me? Yeah, yeah, and obviously me being on a slightly different campus to you, I didn't like clock that any right, of this was going right. on. This is yeah, this is yeah, how yeah. I imagine it was. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, Samantha McKenzie, played by Katie Holmes, has always been in the limelight from a very young age. Her father, uh, President McKenzie, spoilers, played by Michael Keaton, (laughs) uh, he started off as a governor, worked his way up, and by the time she hits 18 years old, he is the president. Uh, So she and her dad and her mom, Melanie, played by Margaret Collin, have always just been a really close unit. Um... And just very involved in governance and stuff. So Samantha is really self-possessed. She's very confident. She's very clever. But she's also pretty lonely because uh, her safety has always been a top concern. And her dad's career has also been a top concern. She's therefore very excited to go to college in another state where she can be a bit more independent and like explore her identity a little bit more. Uh, when there, she's there, she meets her roommate, Mia Thompson, played by Amory. And she is followed by her two bodyguards, Agent Bach, Agent Bach, played by Michael <laughs> Mahoen, and Agent Dylan, played by Dwayne Adway. It's obviously initially very difficult. Like, she's got a lot of attention on her because she's the first daughter. She struggles to, like, just be treated like a normal person. Mm-hmm. But the one person who treats her as a normal person straight off the bat is James Lansom, played by Mark Blucas. He is the RA on her floor, and she immediately has quite the crush on him. <laughs> after exploding at her dad saying she can't get anything done because she's surrounded by security all the time he's like okay okay i'll back off i'll reduce your security she continues her sort of romance with james uh she has a couple of fights with her roommate but it all kind of works out uh her roommate's just tired of her getting attention all the time and <laughs> samantha's <laughs> like girl me too then at a big party for her father, she brings James as her date. They kiss, and then it turns out that actually he was one of her undercover bodyguards, and that should not have happened. No. She feels very betrayed. She acts out a lot, trying to make him upset and jealous. He makes it very clear that he does have feelings for her, but obviously, like, he can't risk his career. Uh, They're very sad for a bit. She has to leave college for a semester to help her dad on the final bits of the campaign trail. He becomes president. And then, like, at that point, he's like, actually, your safety is just not a concern to me anymore that I've won this second uh, term as president. (laughs) So he basically lets her, like... Uh, James is like, I'm not going to be an agent anymore. No, no, he's still an agent, but she's yeah. like allowed to set out on her own in her own little car, no bodyguards. Yeah. And it's implied that she's going to do some growing up and maybe she and James will hook up later. Um, Yeah, that's it. The end. <laughs> so what is your cliffhanger for this? Uh, oh, God, my cliffhanger has got to be this one. I should warn you, I'm a very slow eater. It's terrible in the system to rush. Yeah, I can see that. So there will be um, plenty of time for discussion. Starting with the topic of you. Tell me something I don't know. Something you don't know. Okay. Brazil's the only country named after a tree. Bag lettuce that you buy in the store, they wash it in chlorine. A little parallelogram above your top lip is called a philtrum. Five years or half a decade is a lustrum. Every state in the union has a town named Springfield. Male turtles grunt, female turtles hiss. Difference between a fruit and a vegetable off the vine fruit ripens, a vegetable just runs. Spread your arms just like this, little finger to middle finger, it's equivalent to your height. Distance from your wrist to your elbow is the length of your foot. Yours and nose never stop growing. growing. <laughs> hey, 
And it's the one where she and James are like sitting in the diner and they're like having a fact off. Oh my god, yes. And it sounds like what a dumb person thinks a smart person date is like. Mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what you do for two hours, three hours on a mm, date. Just, just say just facts. facts at each other. Oh, nothing sexier, really. That's what mm. gets their mental, mm. the mental arrhythmia going. Nothing sexier than a 24, five year old man hitting on an 18 year old girl. Yeah, the uh, age difference in this is wildly... It's never made quite clear, but... No. Mm. When, when they first meet and they're in the same class, I'm like, no. But, like, You're you like, wouldn't. You wouldn't Was he in the army and now he's finishing his degree? <laughs> like, what's the vibe? This is a 30-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, without question. And he's like, yeah, I'm a young dude. What's up, my fellow students? And it's like, oh, oh, buddy. And she's like, wow, he just he talks just like a normal human boy, a thing that I'm very <laughs> familiar with. <laughs> this is clearly Katie Holmes when she started dating uh, Tom Cruise and didn't know <laughs> what a real, like, human man is anymore. <sighs> Can I say, I really actually like Katie Holmes. I like She's her lovely. a lot. She's so beautiful. She always mm-hmm. plays such lovely characters. I find her, yeah, I find her lovely. Um, and I think yeah. she does really well in this role. I think she really balances actually pretty well, like, mm-hmm. this person who knows how to be confident and knows how to address very specific situations, but is still, like, mm-hmm. very insecure and trying to figure out how to navigate everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She does a really good job. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I watched her last year sometime and I watched her in The, the Secret, Dare to Dream. Uh, and oh, God. Was, why? I know. Why? Because we do this fucking podcast, Simone. That's why. But we I didn't to... watch it together. No, we didn't. We didn't watch it for the podcast. But you know what? I just try and get, keep ahead of the trends, all right? I try to... I'm invested, dog. Is that the one with Rob Lowe, or am I just, like, crazy no. making that up? No, it might as well have been Rob Lowe. It was just some other, you know, hunky white man who Rob Lowe lookalike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was brilliant in that, you know? She really played the sort of, like, really hard-done-by single mom really well, and, like, you felt for her. Okay. And, like, she, she does emote very well, and that is also very clear in this film. Can we talk about the true villain of this film, which is her mom? Her mom is the worst. Her, her mom so is mean. the devil. Her mom is the actual devil. Like I just it's so weird because she clearly has this really lovely, like close relationship mm-hmm. with her dad. Like there are all these cute scenes of her, like mm-hmm. and him just hanging out and genuinely like getting along. And I actually I really like she's always happy to voice her concerns to him and he never belittles yeah. her or talks down to her or is like, I'm your father, you have to do what I say. Like he's like, Hey, here's where I'm coming from. Absolutely. And there's even the scene where she <laughs> strides into his <laughs> office in, like, just a bikini because she's furious. And yeah. he doesn't say a word. In fact, what does, he says something like, oh, you know, I was going to wear that wear exact that. thing this morning. So yeah. funny. So it's good. So and he's not good. like, cover up, for goodness sake. No. He's just like, mom, oh, okay. The mom is just like, be happy. If you're going to be here, be yeah. here. And, like, she's so mean. Her and mom like, is so any- mean. Anything she says to either of them, to the, to, to the dad or to Katie Holmes's character, like, is just awful. She is just awful to them both the whole time. She's like, when, when, when uh, um, Michael Keaton's character gets, gets the second term as the president, she's just like, um, you know, um, uh, when, when Gerald Ford won the second presidency, his wife said to him, um, you know, Gerald, I've won you the presidency. See what you can do with it. And now I'm saying that to you. And I'm like, bitch. Girl. Like, 
<laughs> you are not supportive. You are pure You are evil. not Michelle Obama, okay? <laughs> no. No. I want to know her backstory. I want to know why she's so mean, what happened in her life to be like, I have mm-hmm. to win at every possible opportunity. I have to have the And why role. she doesn't give a fuck about her daughter. Not even a little bit. Like, there is no relationship there whatsoever. It's very clearly sort of the dad and her the whole way through. Like, the mom is just kind of a side piece. There's, like, a point where she shows up to talk to Katie Holmes after she's mm-hmm. been acting out a bunch. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, oh, oh, thank God, like, her mom's here. Like, her mom's going to yeah. talk to her about <laughs> her little broken heart and is just going to, like, you know, maybe give some relatable experience mm-hmm. or something. And her mom's just like, okay, you need to leave college and join us on the campaign trail. Yes. I don't care that you didn't choose this. Suck it up. Like, mm-hmm. it. Was, I was like, this is... She is the devil. Damaging. Yeah, she is the devil. She might as well have just taken, like, a giant dump on Katie Holmes' bed and been, like, clean that up. Like, she (laughs) was so mean the whole time. Yeah, she is the villain. And, uh, like, you know what? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she was the one that was just, like, James has to, you know, pretend to be a student just to fuck with her head. So weird. And then shall we talk about, like, how weird the whole fight with her roommate is and how oh she like, God. gets very slut shamey with her roommates mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for kissing i just want to add yeah it's like... i feel like the script was altered last minute because <laughs> <laughs> it's, clear she, it's clear she wants to say fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just, kissing other boys but the boy that you like and you're just like oh oh okay. you're saving your kisses <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay it to be so fair, good. my, like, quote-unquote slutty phase mm. around the end of high school and university, I just made out with a lot of dudes. I didn't sleep yeah. with any at all. Like, uh, I was a baby. So maybe, oh, yeah. you know, maybe that's a little bit more accurate. Hey, you and I are prudes. We're not that kind of people. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, then not, not to slut-shame people but like that, but, like, it, it, it does just sound completely ridiculous in this movie. You know, I, I mean, to be fair, the roommate is just awful in the first act of this movie where she's just like i want all the attention i hate being surrounded by the president's daughter yeah and it's like okay but sam's also not enjoying it or inviting it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like that weird scene in harry potter and the goblet of fire where ron just turns into the biggest asshole and it's just like why'd you do it harry potter the fucking whatever and harry's just like oh i didn't want this (laughs) like what is up? Why with are we fighting like about this? Yeah, like, exactly. I agree, I shouldn't get all the attention. I don't understand. Yeah. I also laughed at that scene where she's at the pool party, and then it looks like the one guy has a gun, and they tackle mm-hmm. him. But to be fair, that water gun looks like a real yeah. gun a lot. And how yeah. dumb are you to bring that to a party where you know Secret Service agents are going to be? <laughs> to be fair, they are they are university students. And I mean, at the same time as being the smartest people on the planet, they're also the dumbest because they're young. Like, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, also, what is she studying? Is it English? Like, it's not made very clear. She goes to Does one poetry matter? class. <laughs> Does it matter? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, she immediately yeah. takes a semester off to help her dad on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. So what was the point? Why didn't she just delay starting college by, like, a semester until, like, mm-hmm. her dad's campaign was over? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're so very right. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. No, you make a very good point. Um, but overall, I mean, I really liked her relationship with James, apart from obviously the weird fact date. Like, they're, they're actually pretty cute together. Yeah, no, they're very cute. And honestly, the scene where he's talking, like, after she's, like, acted out and stuff, and she's so upset, and he's like, you know, I want to follow you around all the time. Mm-hmm. Not because it's my job. That was actually... Yeah. I think he acted the shit out of that. Like, he did a really mm-hmm. good job. And Katie Holmes also just reacts so well to that line. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my my cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> it just beats once, little, like the Grinch. Like, grew three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's so lovely. I had the opposite reaction to that line because I was like... Oh, really? If Were you she, like, oh. Yeah, because I was like, if she didn't love him, if she wasn't completely and utterly in love with him, that line would be really creepy. Like, yeah, let me, that's let me true. say that to you, Simone. Let me let me just say that to you, knowing oh, that no. we ha- there's no romantic relationship between us whatsoever. Just... Okay. I want to follow you around, even if I didn't have to. Okay, first of all, Chad, you're doing a very sexy voice, actually, (laughs) so you need to calm down. (laughs) We have very sensitive listeners. (laughs) And I know a couple of our listeners have a big old crush on you, so you need to calm down. Well, well, listeners, listeners, like, take a vote. Was that sexy or was that creepy? Like, you you can decide. <laughs> and when you answer the question, you have to say whether you have a crush on Chad or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get some Let's get some context going on that bit. Yeah, I would Objectively, that. though, Chad, I don't know what you were trying to do there because, goodness, what, goodness. Exactly. It's not, it's not attractive. Like, it's creepy <laughs> as fuck. It's weird. Like, that is a weird thing to say to someone. But I think, I mean, I think, I think he could be pretty sure that she still liked him. Oh, yeah, without a question. she did everything to try to make him jealous. <laughs> and she was yeah. like, what are you going to do? Yeah, she was really trying to instigate a fight, which I understand. I mean, yeah. he's trying to like, he, he's a he's a secret agent. He's like, got to be preserved and like on the ball. And then she's just like, nah, I'm going to go crazy because I want Who a reaction out of you. hasn't dressed just a little bit sluttier if they know they're going to see an ex? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. you got to pull out all the stops. Otherwise, how do you win the breakup? How do you win? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's your... <laughs> What's your golden nugget for this one? My golden nugget for this one, I think it's definitely the fact that she didn't actually end up with him at the end. Like, clearly they've mm-hmm, made up. Mm-hmm. Clearly it's possible for them to be together. Like, it's mm-hmm. allowed. But, like, it's very much about, like, her sort of getting her freedom and being able to explore herself mm-hmm. and, like, who she is and what she wants from life a bit more. I don't know where she's supposed to drive off in that beetle they give her at the end in her ball gown. Mm-hmm. Like, let her change first or <laughs> pack a bag or... <laughs> Um, yeah. they're like oh we put a cooler box in for you it's like great <laughs> but still give her a minute I would love you know I know I know it was like implied that there was going to be a beer under the sandwich but can you imagine being a cop just stopping her she's in a bo- her purple bo- ball gown she's under 21 and she's got a fucking beer in the cooler like it's all just outrageously ridiculous i also wanted to 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 say because her like big dream was like to drive off in a beat up a beat up beetle that beetle was pristine that was gorgeous yeah 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 i mean look the president's not gonna let his daughter drive off in an actual (laughs) like you know accident waiting to happen yeah that's true that's very true michael keaton would never no no he's too he's too much of a good dad we just Look at him. Look at him. He's such a cute dad. He has 
chocolate cake with her cake in the morning with her uh, at night. That was such a sweet scene. I that, love those chocolate cake so scenes. They're just so cute. They're really mm. he's lo- oh he's lovely. Chad, what is your golden nugget? My golden nugget has to be the dad and the and and her relationship. Like it is just fucking cute. Like everything yeah, they do together, da- the dancing, they're like witty rep after all the time. Like especially for really like cute. the early two thousands, mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect like a father daughter relationship that looks like that, where he's not like mm-hmm. weirdly protective of like her virtue mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally he's like people want to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Like, <laughs> like that's really cute. Like. Yeah, but he trusts her. I think, like, he, yeah. he knows that she, like, knows herself and she's a good kid. Like, there's none of that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really, it, it was very surprising to me. Absolutely. Like, there's that really cute scene where, like, they're talking about their domestic policy, you know, that general broad term. Yeah. And, and he, he asks for Samantha's opinion. And it's like, oh, like, obviously you're you're just, like, doing this for the show. But even so, like, that's, that's really yeah. cute. Like, good on you. Well done. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, would you recommend it? You know what? Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Wow. I did it's... not expect that. I told you, my heart goes three sizes. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Who are you? Who is this feeling is person? What is she doing? <laughs> I told you, it's because cute. this it's movie is, is basically your story. It's a biopic for you. Okay, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not in any way. Did you not date your secret service agent? Like, you know? I didn't. Okay. Um... <laughs> Did not have a secret service agent. Um, the countries that I lived in with my parents, we didn't need a security guard. Obviously, when they lived in Ethiopia, they did need security guard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did not ever need a bodyguard because I wasn't very important. But I did have to go to a lot of dinners um, and other <laughs> random events that my dad got invited to. Mm-hmm. I went to things like, uh, oh, we went to the 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 table tennis, handicapped table tennis world championship. That's um, awesome. And we, like, all kinds of random shit. We went to s- stuff like that. It was very cool. It was very fun. Like, basically, if there's a South African involved in, like, an art exhibit or in a performance or mm-hmm. at, like, a school or whatever, like, we just went. <laughs> that is awesome. That is really yeah, cool, dude. That's really, yeah, really I'm, cool. I'm very worldly. <laughs> Not that you'd know it from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, the the byline for this podcast is definitely oh how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Sorry, I think, Dad, I know he listens. <laughs> I think both of us both of us were so much more interesting before this podcast ever happened. <laughs> I have the worst taste in movies now because the bar is so low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you're so right. It's it's really <laughs> I disgusting. I never have time to watch like the good movies good stuff. anymore. And do you so, feel I don't know about you, but like I just don't feel like watching the good movies anymore. Like I just feel no, that's like I'm a so really bored. fucking taxing thing to do. Yeah. No, I just I I love tra- I'm on a steady diet of trash now and if I stop I'll die. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. We know the heart attack's coming, but god damn it, we're going to ride it straight to hell. <laughs> uh right. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend this. Um you know, it's it's fine. It happened. It's cute, but yeah, it's just, it's very uneventful. It's not something that it's I fair. feel, you know, I, to be fair, it's also not my demographic. It's not made for me. Like, this movie was very clearly not made for me. Even as a bisexual man, like, this is just very clearly not my thing. Neither, um, neither Love Interest did it for you. Neither no. Katie Holmes nor What's-His-Face. Like, What's-His-Face would have been fine if it had been age-appropriate. But the fact that yeah, he is clearly a 35-year-old man. 
Yeah, exactly. That kind of just, you know, didn't didn't give me give me what I needed. Also, we both know she's going to go on that journey of discovery. She's going to be like, oh, oh wow, I really did just fall for the first male that mm-hmm. I had access to. Yeah. And no, he's not my type at all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She's going to date a uh, <laughs> law school student who reminds her a little bit of her dad. I'm telling you now. Is that is that where you think it's going to go? That's I my think... prediction. I think she's going to date the comp sci major with the thinnest Ooh. mustache. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is... she'll definitely date him through college, but she won't mm-hmm. end up with him. Oh, no, no, no. She won't end up with him, but, like, because he's, like, super to- toxic. He's always asking her for, like, beer money, and, and yeah. he's always, like, he doesn't know how the washing machine works and things like that, and she has to help him. So, but, like, you know, she's there to fix him throughout college, and then after college, she's like, wow, this was this was toxic. Everybody has to go through at least one I can fix him relationship. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gosh, Simone, thank you so much for <laughs> rom com subcategory daughter week. This was uh <laughs> this is a real interesting choice. You know, um sometimes you have to look at romantic comedy through the lens of father daughter relationships. Mm. Mm, which is probably the weirdest sentence that you've ever said, I would think. Who knows? You know, you have to take a holistic approach to romantic <laughs> This is really, you know, in the third year of this podcast, we've really taken the nuance to another <laughs> level. This is this is the deep shit now, y'all. You could also tell that I do not read or write romance because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, a holistic view. Yeah. <laughs> Look, romance is the... Person What's... meets person, they fuck, and that's the end of it. Like, What's everyone is happy. Sexy? What's romantic? I don't know. Exactly, exactly. So, what is your gratitude for this week, then, Simone? Let's let's turn it to the to the happiness. You know what? Because we're doing rom-com week, I'll say Rudy is my gratitude. Aww. You know, we've been together for over five years now, and yeah, I'm man. just still very happy. I laugh, and we're silly together every single day, and I just, it truly feels like I live with my best friend. It's so fun. That's so, so I'm sweet. very grateful. That's so beautiful. Oh, that's so lovely. You guys are a really cute couple, and like, you know what? I'm We're I'm just really adorable. happy to see you so happy. And yeah, like I'm 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 just so happy for you. And it's it's an awesome relationship, and you guys are really good together. And yeah, that's, it's really so lovely. That's my gratitude. What's yours? Well, I mean, fuck. Like, if I don't see Georgette now, like, <laughs> then I'm just gonna look like the asshole, right? Uh, <laughs> Um, Especially after you've tried to seduce half of our audience, so (laughs) be like, oh, but I'm taken. That's not my intention. The intention was to creep everyone out. This is why I'm perpetually single all the time, is because I try the wrong things. I try to be creepy and I come across sexy. And if you tried to come across sexy, oh, it would be the creepiest. It would be it would be the creepiest. Um, I think I'm just really grateful for my car. To be honest, you know what, like. Um, with, with moving out from my parents' house, like, my gym is a little bit further away, but, Mm. you know, and it would have been a major hassle without my car, but honestly, I'm just really happy to have that easy transportation, and it's, like, the little things like that, being able to just, like, hop into my car, I can now go somewhere, and, you know, rather than having to, like, take three buses and a train, like, it just makes the world of difference, and, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that, you know. For sure. God damn, that car, that car... Oh, that poor baby. I mean, my girlfriend, like I said at the at the top of the podcast, she we're long distance, so she lives three hours away. So that little car, you know, every basically like every two weeks has to do a journey, and it just it just trucks along, and I'm really proud of it. I'm really fucking proud <laughs> of that get, car. Do you just get through a bunch of podcasts or audiobooks? I do. I do. I finished the second Lord of the Rings in like 
three weeks because of that. Oh, impressive. Yeah. I've got a bunch of audiobook recommendations if you want. Please do. Please do. Because I'm right now I'm listening to The Hunger Games, the first book. um, And it's not being done by someone with a good voice. Like it is no. Not if I told. recall, I didn't love the audiobooks. No, I've got a, I've got a yeah. couple that you'll really, you'll really enjoy. Please do send so. them to me, and our listeners as well. Please do send those to me. I would really appreciate if you've got any good book recommendations. Simone will tell you where to reach us at the end of the yes. podcast. But yes. before we do that, Simone, I, beyond doubt, I hope that you have something because if you don't, you are going to fucking hate me. Like I'm oh, just God. warning you. Like you better have something. Oh god! Um, I mean, I can come up with something. I can come up with something off the top of my head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm so scared now. (laughs) I thought what might be. Oh god! Do do you want? Do you you want to try it? Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Okay. Just say it. Next week, if you're up for it, and I'm, I'm, I'm 100% allowing a veto in this situation. Okay. What if we did animated? Phenomena movies, aka the uh, the first Pokemon movie and the first Digimon movie. Oh no, that sounds fun. That sounds oh. nostalgic. That sounds cool. Oh, yeah. Why not? Okay. I thought you were gonna like hate that. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be like a much more dramatic reveal than it was. I, I used to really like Pokemon as a kid, and I liked oh. Digimon too. So we can totally do that. You must just tell me exactly which movies, uh, yes. so I don't watch the there wrong one. Because so there have been many. Yeah, to be fair, the the first Pokemon movie has been retitled as Pokemon the first movie. So, I mean, that's really great, Sure, I guess. Um, but yes, no, I, will, I genuinely thought that was going to be a much more dramatic reveal than it was. Like, I was that's like, I shows, came up... It goes to show that we continue to surprise each other as co-hosts. I love it. Yeah, exactly. You know, five, five years of knowing each other, six years of knowing each other, three years of doing this podcast, and I'm still pleasantly surprised. You're so welcome. I'm glad I could do that for you. Oh, thank you. So, yes, I mean, to be fair, this will be our technically last random theme of the year because after this, it is the November monthly roundup and then straight Mm -hmm. into Christmas. So it's all Christmas themed. So going out with a bang, y'all. I'm so excited for Christmas. You have no idea. Simone, when you sent me the TikTok revealing the third in the Christmas swap films... I think I died a little of happiness. I also love that you said Christmas swap instead of Christmas switch, because now it sounds oh. like there's like there's a British off-brand version of the Christmas <laughs> switch. Like, like chums. <laughs> like chums. <laughs> or a foot cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Christmas spot uh, the Christmas swap featuring three Catherine Tates rather than <laughs> Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> I'd watch it too. I would watch the as crap long out as of Michael that. Sheen is in it. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. He, he has plays to be. the king <laughs> I love with that. his Welsh accent. He plays an English king yes. with a Welsh accent. But he's he's as he's his character is as infuriating as Wesley Snipes from Thirty Rock. Just the best character in the world. He's not the villain. He's just very annoying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but it. yes, I'm so glad that you're on board with Pokemon and Digimon. That makes me really, really happy. Yeah, I'm why so not? happy. I'll, I'll come up with a better theme name uh, next week, I promise, than fucking kids animated phenomenon movies. Because that, yeah. that was really loose. Um, yeah. 
But yes, uh, well guys, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. You guys rock out socks, and we hope that you are getting into the Christmas spirit. I know it's still very early, but you know what? It does, it does start, it's starting to feel a bit Christmassy where I am, and I hope it is for you guys too. Um, so please do get in touch with us. Tell us what you're going to be watching this Christmas. How do you feel about Digimon? How do you feel about Pokemon? Were you ever Team Digimon rather than Team Pokemon? And please do give me audiobook recommendations. I am running out of Pokemon podcasts to listen to on the way up and down for mm. my girlfriend so please do and where yeah. can the people do that Simone? Uh, you can send Chad recommendations on Facebook or Instagram and Fresh Tomatoes Podcast on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP if you have like a whole ass list plus reviews you can email them to us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com there you have it and if you do have reviews I expect nothing less than 250 words please yes and as we say at the end of every episode we love you and there's nothing you can do about it We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hi, I'm Sebastian Azaro, and I'm inviting you to the Hidden Pixels podcast, a show exploring those gaming stories you might have missed on your first playthrough. Whether it's a side character's dark past or a small piece of information that changes the entire fictional universe, I'd like to share with story lovers and gamers alike. From Nintendo to Bethesda to your favorite indie games, we're looking at all different types of series to find these hidden stories. So join us every two weeks on the Hidden Pixels podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcatcher. I can't wait to share these stories with you. Thanks! My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.